This is Indie Business Podcast, episode 43. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and creative entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. On this episode, I will introduce you to Jennifer Hardaway of Clean Spa in Burbank, California. As you'll hear, Jennifer got the idea for her brand in December 2004 while driving down the street, just minding her business. By 2005, she had set up a business and a website and had started making and selling sugar scrubs and other bath and body products from her site and from local market venues. She joined the Indie Business Network in 2006, and since then, Jennifer has expanded her platform to include wholesale, a retail store with a perfume blending bar, and a mobile perfume party service called The Mobile Mixtress. Jennifer says that her business has grown organically over the past 12 years, and she's now considering taking on an investor. You will love this story. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 43. I can't wait to introduce you to Jennifer Hardaway of Clean Spa in Burbank, California. But first, this podcast is brought to you by the Indie Business Network, the online entrepreneurial mentoring and coaching network, helping makers and creative entrepreneurs launch, manage, and grow a sustainable and profitable business. You can find out more today and join us at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. And now... Let's welcome Jennifer Hardaway of Clean Spa in Burbank, California. Jennifer Hardaway from Clean Spa in Burbank, California. Welcome to Indie Business Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Now, Jennifer, you and I, we go back a really long way. I mean, we, we have we have been at the spa together. We've done a lot <laughs> of fun things together. And I feel like I have so many things that I want to share in the time that we have here. So I, I just want my listeners to understand if Jennifer and I get a little crazy, it's because we know each other really well. <laughs> That's true. We're liable to say anything. (laughs) But I'm really, really excited to introduce you guys to Jennifer because she's been in business for such a long time and she has developed such a well of knowledge that we want to really, really cram as much of it as we can here into this podcast. So before we get started, though, Jennifer, everybody wants to know how you started your business. What's your story there? What's the start of Clean Spa? Well, um, it actually started in December of 2004 and I had been um, thinking that I wanted to create a bath and body product line and for the six months before and then the name came to me uh, one day as I was driving I get my best ideas when I'm driving and um, the name clean came to mind now that I mean and it also sounds kind of funny because a bath and body company being called clean you know, and I was really new, obviously, I didn't really know anything about how to do what I do now. Um, And so as soon as the name came to me, I started diving in and learning how to do stuff. So that was the beginnings of it. And I, uh, at that point, I lived in a one bedroom apartment. Um, The internet was kind of new to me. um, But I was using it to learn as much as I could. And um, uh, by 2006, I found Indie, Indie Beauty at the time, not Indie Business, but Indie Beauty, and joined it. And so I've been a member of Indie Beauty since 2006, which has been phenomenal. Um, and I, I don't know what it was. It was like one of those things where I felt like I was being guided And even though I didn't do these things as a hobby, it wasn't something, oh, I make soaps for my friends and, you know, they want to buy them now. It was a complete, as uh, some of my friends like to say, a complete God job. And um, uh, we, so I started learning how to do stuff and slowly, slowly created 
the business. Um, I, you know, did all, you know, got the DBA and um, did all that stuff. By um, July of 05, I had my website up. And that was my plan, was to have a website and sell the products. Um, and so I started building that um, by doing events and uh, um, just getting the word out and testing the market, seeing what worked. And, you know, just uh, I, I wasn't afraid to just do it. And, um, and it, I, I don't know, that's how it started. <laughs> I, 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 love, I love that you started in 2004 and by 2005, you had a website up and you were already hosting events and uh, getting out there and meeting one-on-one firsthand with your customers. So, so tell us a little bit about that mindset, Jennifer, because how many of us know people, uh, entrepreneurs and people who want to be entrepreneurs who have a great idea driving down the street, just like you did or in the shower or wherever, and it marinates for years before they do anything about it. What, what was it that struck you as, you know, I've got to do this now? Well, because it wasn't something that I had been ruminating for years, it really was about six months. It was, you know, I just felt like I, I've been learning to trust my instinct and my path. And so I was listening to my little voice inside. I was like, I need to do this and the passion inside me. And um, luckily, I'm not a perfectionist. And so, um, you know, uh, being a perfectionist can actually, it can help you and it can hinder you. Mm. Um, so if I, I wish I were a real perfectionist um, because then I, I could do some other things. But that's why I hire other people to do that part, um, to do that part. Because, um, you know, I, I get a bug personally, and I've done it with other businesses as well. I mean, pre- previous to this. Yeah, and I need to just do it, and it's, I don't know if it's the artist side of me that needs to create something, um, because I think even creating a, a business is extremely, um, you need to have that passion and that creativity behind it, and the, if there's a whole art of creating a business, and which I didn't know, but I just kept following my next indicated step. So, you know, as far as, I mean, there's no time like the present, <laughs> mm-hmm. ah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So let's unpack what you said about that perfectionism, because I think we all see that as a, a benefit, as you say, when it creates excellence, but it can also be a curse in many respects, because it keeps us from putting the best we can out there because we're waiting for it to be perfect. So ha- you said you you hire people to help you. So So tell uh-huh. me, what is the connection between Avoiding perfectionism, yet being excellent and hiring people. Well, what I've heard, you know, for a long time is that you hire people to do the things that you either don't need to do, like you delegate. Um, I could probably do a little more delegation because I had, um, uh, right now it's it's me and a part-time employee, but um, it's you hire out the, the parts of you that aren't your forte necessarily. Even though I can do everything in the business. Um, so here's an example. I had um, an assistant that had been working for me for a couple of years recently. And um, she was actually a kind of the, uh, it wasn't waiting for the thing to be ready, but it was, she was in my business already. And she was so almost militaristic about how things were done, like quality quality control and this label's just a smidge off or whatever. And, um, and that was really good because everything was super, super, super consistent, but to a point where it actually was hard to work with her. In fact, I was afraid to work with her. Oh, my. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I don't recommend that. But... Um, a happy accident happened with someone who had been volunteering her marketing time for me, who's a bubbly, awesome personality. And she stepped in to take, to take the reins to help because, um, sorry, the first assistant hurt her hand and she hit it on a table. She was just walking by the table, hit it on the table and she had soft tissue damage and she's still in a healing process. So I had to make a decision a couple months later um, to, to hire this other person to help me. And this person, the bubbly, um, 
uh, dare I say, kick-ass salesperson has shown me, I thought I was a good salesperson, but she was, she is fantastic. And so now I realize having a great salesperson is so important because it allows me to really, because I'm carrying all this stuff in my brain trying to, you know, manage the business and she can just go out and be light and lovely and sell the product. And, um, so, but back to perfectionism, you know, I'm, I'm just, I just want to get it out there and Mm -hmm. I want it to be right. Um, but this doesn't need to be a quarter inch, you know, to the left mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> in order right. for it to go out and have and improve a customer's life, mm-hmm. which is what I've really learned is that, you know, I'm doing this, I was doing this for me, but I'm also doing it for my customer because right. I, I call them clean spa crackheads, excuse the, the alliteration, but, um, yeah, they love, 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 love the product. And so I want to do, I want to get it out there so that they can have more enjoyment. And, you know, I've heard things like my life, my day is improved when I'm smelling this. I, it just, it turns my day around. And that, that's like the ultimate compliment for me. Oh, that is wonderful. Clean spa crackheads. So let me just ask you. With a K. With a K. Okay, so I want to make sure everybody knows that too, by the way. Jennifer's business is clean spa with a K. So if you're looking for her as you're listening, it's K-L-E-A-N-S-P-A.com, cleanspa.com. So Jennifer, I'm so sorry to hear about your other assistant, but it's not lost on me that her perfectionism came through as she uh, hand labeled products and now yeah. she has tissue damage to her hand so she can't do that perfectly anymore it's like you know you you, you can't lose some of this stuff on the universe right um exactly. but but you ended up with a person who is really good at sales now tell me this were you looking for her to be a salesperson at first or did she just turn into that for you well she's the sales and i you know we have a retail storefront so she she fills products. Um, I've, I've, uh, she, she ends up being, I didn't know. I didn't, to answer your question short, no. That's not why the goal for her to be, but it's part of the job. And um, I realized that we were missing out on a lot of sales just because myself being, you know, sort of engrossed in, in the mechanisms of the business um, was not sometimes as attuned to the outside customer that may be there that we've missed because we're in the back and we've got a w- kind of a wall. So people don't know we're there unless we make ourselves known. And so she came in as a marketing person because she, she's just fantastic. She normally worked in the nonprofit sector. Her husband um, makes a lot of money doing what he does. Um, he's fantastic. Uh, he's a, an animator. And um, she didn't need to work. So it, there's, she wants to do this because she wants to learn perfumery, which has been now more the, the bent of my focus of, of the business. And, but she can sell anything. She could sell ice to an Eskimo. I mean, she, <laughs> she's great. And, um, and so I'm learning a lot from that. And, um, and there are no mistakes. You know, I, I didn't realize how sort of, and I mean, I hate to say this, but I was kind of afraid of my other uh, employee um, because I had let her really, I'd really handed her the business at a time when I needed someone to take the business. And um, in my life personally, some stuff had happened and I needed someone to just be the anchor. And she was perfect for that. But then when I came back in, it felt a little like I was walking on eggshells. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this, there are no mistakes, I guess, let's say. And for, for my other assistant as well, I think she's going to learn something because she's always been a hand, literal hands-on person. So. Now, Jennifer, earlier mm-hmm. you mentioned that your mind is just filled with so many facts and things that you need to, as you said, manage the business and sort of, you know, make sure that all the moving parts fit together. I want you to talk a little bit to our listeners about how you use that 
to encourage you to make sure that you hire other people. And the reason I think this is so important is because so many makers and so many handmade entrepreneurs um, have a DIY attitude that ultimately I think sort of turns into a DYI, which stands for do yourself in. <laughs> it's like <laughs> DIY becomes DYI. And, and so I want you to talk a little bit about how you avoided that, because I think this is critical, whether it's sales or marketing or putting a label on, you cannot mm -hmm. do everything yourself. Help us go from the mindset of I have to manage all this to I have to manage all this, but I can't do it by myself. I need help. Take us take us through that. Well, you know, I the first person I hired was in 2007. So I wasn't, um, you know, the business really got going in 2005. I was doing shows. I was selling products. I was doing the whole thing myself in a huge learning curve on like even just how to get the products to the show. Um, I used to put all my, I didn't have a sealing machine, so I put my oil-based scrubs in a tub, and um, they would swim all around the tub, and then I have to wipe each one off because, of course, they were leaking. I mean, it was just, it was a huge learning curve. So by the time 2007 came along, um, I had been building some wholesale accounts because I was really just online and, and doing events. And um, the person, <laughs> I just... I needed help. I needed somebody to help fill a jar or to put a label on or do, you know, whatever. Right. And, but here, here's what I want to ask you, as okay. I really want to dive deep down into this. And I'll tell you why. Um, because I had a conversation with someone the other day, a maker. She's got beautiful product photos. Why? Because she's good at photography. She has a lovely website. Why? Because her husband's a website designer. But mm -hmm. she still hasn't gotten her business to the point where she's ready to launch. And it's because she needs help. And, and I, I couldn't seem to get her to that point. I went to the website. I was like, oh, my God, this is gorgeous. Look right. at these product photos. People would kill for this. So what I want you to, what I really want you to dive down into is like emotionally and mentally. I mean, when you do things all by yourself for three years, and honestly, I did everything myself for five. So I, I think we all get that. At some point when you're starting, you have no money, you have no clue, really. So right. you do everything yourself and you're learning, you're bombarding yourself with information. You're like a sponge, but you get to the point where you know the business is going to work. And it's either have a lovely website and no sales or have a lovely website and get help. I want you to really, really tell us in your heart because I know you like to do all this stuff. You enjoy making the stuff. You enjoy packing. It's, it's something that you enjoy. So right. I, I want you to tell us like from your heart, from your spirit and your soul, how mm -hmm. did it become okay, Jenna, for, for you to let some of that stuff go? I, I had to. I, I had to let it go because if I wanted the business to grow, I couldn't be the only one doing and filling and all that stuff. So it's essentially life or death is what you're saying. It's either yeah. the business is going to be profitable or it's not. Yeah. And it's a choice. And and the okay. business is an entity and it is a choice. And it's, you know, luckily the perfectionism is not necessarily on my side. And um, so I, it was a little easier for me, but it's it's necessary. I mean, if you, it's a living, breathing entity, you need your business to grow. And if you are the only one trying to touch every aspect of it, it's not going to evolve and it will die. I'd imagine that that's um, true for so many people. So, so take us back a little bit, Jennifer, to exactly what all of the different aspects of your business are. I know you have a website, you mentioned a retail store, and then I know you're doing some um, mobile parties. Um, what are, how many categories are they and what are there? I mean, um, I said that wrong, didn't I? How many categories are <laughs> there and what are they? I knew what you meant. Um, okay, so there are, you know, there's the online business, there it online retail and wholesale because I have um, wholesale customers locally and um, across the country. Um, there is in-store retail. Um, there's in-store perfume blending because we have a perfume bar, which is really, I didn't know this is what was guiding me to, to do this business, but it is, it's all about scent and fragrance and mixing and all that stuff. Um, and then there's the mobile mixtress, which is um, our scent traveling scent blending service. So 
if you somebody has a party or an event that they want perfume made at, they will call us and hire us, and we will go to that location. And um, and that's actually part of the business that I really want to grow. It's something that you know I haven't really had the time to invest or taken the time, I should say, because I can do anything I like because it's my own business. Um, I haven't taken the time until today. I'm meeting with um, a potential person who might want to invest in that aspect of my business. Oh, how um, exciting. Yeah, and so and it's a friend of my best friend, and and so we'll see what what goes on there. Um, and what else do I have? Oh, um, I'm gonna do. I'm, it, I was encouraged by my new helper um, to teach perfumery, and um, I've been t- I've been taking classes for a while now, and she encouraged me to teach it. So I created a kit that. Um, will be given to the people. And as we started asking for sign-ups just so we knew if there was interest because people kept asking, do you teach classes? Uh, okay. I mean, I've never felt myself as a teacher, but you never know. And um, and then also I might I have the same kit that people will be able to purchase online if they want to, you know, delve into the uh, the art of perfumery at home. So I'm counting six separate income streams, retail and wholesale off the website, in-store retail, perfume blending, the mobile mixtress where you go to their location and Mm -hmm. make perfume at their party or their event, and also teaching classes on how to make perfumes. Right. Very nice. So in 10 years, well, actually it's 12, but you said everything sort of started to take off more in 2005. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. have created six different income streams, the, the sixth one sort of just launching now, and you've got all of them running with you and one employee, you said? Right now, yeah. All I mean, right. I have little helpers. Yeah. <laughs> so you have people that you that you engage like on a case-by-case, on an as-need basis, sort of? Exactly. So, so what, what I'm hearing is that once you, first, first of all, for the first three years, you did everything yourself. Then yeah. you, you found where you needed help, so you started getting help. Which Did that allow you to focus your energy on being able to create a solid platform that you could add on to in this way? Yes. Okay. And the one, the one point I wanted to make, too, about hiring somebody is, you know, we're not making a ton of money at the beginning. And so to hire somebody is like, but I'm, that means I'm, it, there's no money or I don't even have the money. There's something about every time I expand my business, my business expands to meet mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So um, the, if I take a little baby step towards having somebody help me, then I have more business. It's 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 sort of a it seems like a universal truth. I know I'm getting a little um, uh, airy fairy in a way, but <laughs> are you getting uh, woo woo on us, Jennifer? A little woo woo on you, <laughs> but I I believe that you know you have to listen to your gut and your heart and you know what the universe is also telling you you know or whoever you look to well Um, i I think as 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 makers we really you know we're used to working with a tangible product and everything is visible and we can feel it and see it and customers mm -hmm. put it on and we can but there's so much i agree with you that is um you putting your next level out there before the next level exists and i do think that that God or however you want to describe it, that's rewarded in entrepreneur. I think it's rewarded in life, but it's definitely rewarded in entrepreneurship. And there's something to be said for jumping before there's a net or building the plane as you fly it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, it's, I, it it was really scary the first time, Yeah, but it was necessary. Mm -hmm. And I got to see that in action for the first time. And, And so it starts to build a trust and it's not like like I worked a regular job my whole life, and um, when uh, I started delving into this, I worked a job and I built my business and I do events on weekends and you know I, it was just all but it was I was super obsessed on the business and yet it's not like I said. I have this idea. I'm quitting my job. You know, it was. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. I, I did that. So don't do that. 
Well, but look, you were taken care of anyway. You I know? was. I had to go back to work for a while though because I was a little <laughs> I was a little too imperfectionistic. Right. I understand. <laughs> I, I think we we have a, a similar we're compatriots right there. I think so. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. So so tell us a little bit about how your salesperson works for you. Do you have like a structure? Is there like, No. Okay. Well, really? Well no, be, well because it's in store. So it's it's as the customers come in, it's it's more like that kind of sales. Oh, so it's not like wholesale sales, like she helps you with sales or helps well, you at events. However, however, yes, okay, she does. Um, uh, this weekend, she went to um, she went to a store she's been eyeing for us to get products into, and she presented them with a little package, and they were busy with customers, so she sent a follow up email. She knows how to do this stuff, and it's more that's more of a local business that. She said, and we can deliver it. There's no shipping charges. We're local. You can have your own custom blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, there definitely isn't a structure. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I wish I was extremely organized, and I admit I, I'm not. Um, but you'll, but we'll pay her something for that, right? I mean, she'll oh, get... Oh, no, get, she gets... Yeah, okay. she gets paid. She gets paid... Um, well, she gets paid hourly, and she does blends, and she gets extra money for that, and... Um, we will definitely, you know, compensate her something, you know, if mm -hmm. something comes through. Um, but she, you know, we have a similar mindset and a similar way of working. And it's, it's kind of, uh, again, I'm feeling so woo-woo here. Um, well, it's, know, I would imagine that she has a gut, too, that's telling her that it's yeah. safe to work with you in this way. Like, I know if I go out and get a new customer... I don't know what I'm going to get, but I know right. that Jennifer's going to be fair with me. Right. Absolutely. So, so th this, this is so curious to me because so often you hear the question, how do I find a sales rep? How do I find a sales rep? And your story bears out that it's really the relationship that solidifies the business side of it. It's not so much necessarily starting with oh you're the top salesperson in this area and so we want to hire you and right. here's your commission uh -huh. and go out and get that commission or that you know here's your base salary and commission and you'll get paid and go for it it's it sounds like there's more of a relationship where this per yeah. person doesn't doesn't um it, she's going for obviously she wants to make money and be compensated fairly for her excellent service sure. but she's <laughs> also enjoying the journey with you Absolutely. I mean, in this particular case, I, I've had people, you know, most people have come to me to, to be reps or, yeah, yeah. you know, try to do it. It's a hard job to be a rep, especially mm -hmm. if you're not a rep. Mm -hmm. um, my focus, too, because for a while I was, I, you know, I love wholesale accounts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, many of them come to us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, word of mouth and slowly growing and um you know my I'm not necessarily so proactive in that area mm -hmm. and um you know then I realized it it wasn't the wholesale I really wanted to build up as much as mm -hmm. the perfumery mm -hmm. and but it took this whole um experience with my assistant leaving mm -hmm. and you know being put back in the business because I wasn't making anything for like two years mm -hmm. and now I'm back sort of making stuff and doing that and it's actually been really good for me and, and I I'm I'm feeling um something here and it's really more about um we we are when people ask about sales reps for their maker products and mm -hmm. this is just coming to me as you and I are talking. I'd love to know what you think about this. They are looking to use a huge, massive, big box business structure mm -hmm. to serve a business that is not huge, massive, big box mentality. Right. And so, and I'm not saying that it wouldn't work. I'm just saying, I, I'm, I'm trying to suggest that people open up their, um, open up their minds to the possibilities of having a sort of sales rep relationship mm -hmm. that's not necessarily so one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, you need to sell 600 of these every month and here's your <laughs> commission. And if you don't sell that, then, you know, you get 
you get some you have to get some commission taken away and if if a customer in some store stops buying our products then you don't get any more you know money if someone else sells that customer so i just i just am seeing from you that it's more about it's it's more malleable it's not mm-hmm. so contractual um right. And, and sometimes, you know, contracts are good. I'm a lawyer. I get that. But I, it just occurs to me that there are other ways to think about it, which open up the possibilities for you as a very small business owner, more than just looking for the very specific way to do it. Right. The cut and dry. It's, you know, I, I was, I, <clears throat> the only time I worked in a corporate company was I worked for Nordstrom for a couple years as a salesperson. And that, that's the only <clears throat> corporate, uh, experience I've had. So I'm coming at it from a musician standpoint, an artist standpoint, um, yet I somehow have somewhat of a grounded standpoint that that is interested in learning how the mechanisms of business work in some way. Um, I'm also one of those people that, you know, there, I think, well, I should say, I think there are cases where people, they want they, they see a huge picture for their business. They see it, oh, my God, I'm going to be on every you know, cruise ship. And, and that is so amazing to me because my business is, is the opposite. It's like it's, super, it's very organic. It is slowly growing, baby steps, um, collecting my client base, um, building wholesale customers and relationships, on a very personal level and right now even just seeing this person today who's going I'm going to be talking about mobile mixtress mobile mixtress with you know as a potential investor it it I have to get people around me to force me to think bigger because I get super I get very comfortable in my little place because I am making money I'm making a living on my business I am paying employees, um, I'm reinvesting in the business. Uh, and that, you know, I think uh, my friend Stephanie says, it, you're living the dream, mm-hmm. you know. And, and in a way that, that makes me comfortable. And sometimes getting too comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. is a problem. Like, and so mm-hmm. stepping out of my comfort zone into, well, what would it look like for this little portion of my business to take on somebody who wants to help build it because for that actually for mobile mixtures I see a whole I do have a bigger picture for it and um, I just don't even know how to go about that and um, so I'm just being willing to do it do it another way you know if that's the way it's supposed to be done what's interesting that you talk about being comfortable and being successful what what's the difference to you between being comfortable and being successful or is or is there a difference oh uh, that's deep that's a deep question because (laughs) because because maybe it depends because it maybe it's not the same because i mean i'm not answering you know for you or anyone else but you know you didn't get to the point where you wanted to really sort of um grow and be quote unquote you, you mentioned the word big so I'll use that but that can be a loaded word so sure. I say that with tongue in cheek um it, until you got to the mobile mixtures part of your business right and the other parts of your business for what 15 years before that has right. been success is being comfortable mm-hmm. and I mean here this is a little personal issue but I mean I I have suffered from anxiety for you know, since I was 20, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, what happens for me is when I have the, you know, if I have ideas of it getting bigger, it starts to affect me mm. um, negatively. And, and it's okay to have a little anxiety. Fear is good because it forces us to, to grow and move and um, taking a, a taking a step that's not necessarily comfortable is um, uh, is good for us because it does take us out of our comfort zone. But you know, just even thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have clean spa in all the Nordstroms, and uh, you know, I'm th- you know, uh, that starts to make me nervous. <laughs> and I, I hear you. 
that's just that's just me. And well, you so, know, and, and and we we have as you're mentioning the word comfort, I'm thinking we have to be uncomfortable. We have to take uncomfortable steps in order to use our business to create the comfort that we want in our lives. Right. It's true. Is that and, a better way to say it? Maybe. Yeah, okay. I like that. I like that. It's 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 important to take steps out of your comfort zone, whether mm-hmm. it means hiring a, uh, an employee or contacting an account that you do see you, your products mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. you know, any of those little baby steps, mm-hmm. all you're doing is, is planting seeds and, you know, moving yourself forward, even just a little bit if you're, if you're really scared of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I see that in you. I see, um, having having watched you know for such a long time you growing your business, I see um, all of the steps that you've taken over time. Because when we met, there was just mm-hmm. the website. Right. There was there was nothing else. There was the website, and there were gorgeous product photos. I remember having a conversation with you very early on. You mentioned you had a family member with a friend or yes. something who took your picture. So, um, kudos to you for getting that down first. That's a, that's a big one. But also, just as you mentioned, growing organically and in your story, I hear that there's no one right way to do it. No. But one wrong way to do it is to not get help. Right. <laughs> Some yes. kind of help. Although, exactly. you know, I we, we ha- I, I talked with someone not too long ago who has no help, like zero help. But here's the thing. And I, w- I want your thoughts on this. Here's the thing that she does. Her 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 minimum order off her website retail is a hundred dollars. Okay. Oh wow. Yes. And she's gotten more sales since she increased that. Um, and so, so, you know, again, there's no right way or wrong way. And she doesn't want to hire other people. She just doesn't. It's just not in her DNA. It's not what she likes to do. She doesn't want to deal with anyone else. She doesn't do it all herself. But she's also created a structure which is unusual. It's as mm-hmm. unusual as not getting help. Like, you have to spend $100. If all you want is a lip balm, you can't get it. Right. I'm not going to pull all those pots and pans out or, you know, (laughs) to make all that stuff. Right. She makes very limited quantities and she's really picky about her wholesale customers. The opening order you have is a certain amount of money and it never goes down. You have to order that amount every time. And this, this allows her to, and it's, it was uncomfortable. This is a good example. It was uncomfortable for her to, move that needle to a hundred dollars, but it allowed her to create the comfort, the, the happiness that she wants in her own business. Yes. Don't you love that? I love it because I mean, unless your business takes off on a runaway train for some, you know, special thing that you've done that was featured, it's, you are in control of your business and the, and the, um, ebb and, Flow well, not ebb and flow because you're not really in control of that necessarily. But you're in, and you're in control of how you grow it and how you want it to be in your life. And it's it, you know, I always we always talk about it's clean spa is its own entity. It has its own guiding force around it. I mean, I participate in that, but you know, it, I can also. I don't know if I'm making any sense. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I, I am in my own head. Um, but yeah. Okay. I'm what gonna... else matters? What else matters? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do hear what you're saying. And you know, again, this is so the journey for each one of us is unique. And while we can learn from what other people are doing, and we can borrow some of their techniques and, you know, tweak them a little bit and put them into our own, we really do have to have the headspace to make it up as we go along. Right. And, and this right. is why copying never really works, because you can only copy so much and until you just run out of being a leader. It's like, leaders don't copy. So if that's all you're doing, you can't possibly lead a business. Right. And, um, you know, I think... For a couple of years now, I've been searching for outside sources to help me figure out and get clarity for the next steps in my business. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. it didn't work a couple. It didn't work a couple times. Like it, it, it fell through what mm. what I was searching for on the outside, mm-hmm. and that help fell through. And so this situation with my employee 
um, being out of the business and me being back in the business gave me this clarity. And I feel like, oh, my clarity is within me. Mm-hmm. And I need to. I needed to access it somehow, and this situation just helped me focus on. We built a, a brand new blending bar where people can actually come and really sit down, and we make appointments. And like you were saying, um, you know, that having that maker move the the notch to a hundred dollars per order. You know, we charge seventy five dollars to come do a, a fragrance blend, and we're not the we're not the most expensive by any means, and we're not. There's not a lot of us in in Los Angeles that do what we do, and we're not the least expensive. But it's it that was hard for me to get it up to seventy five dollars. But you know, it's it's worth it. It's it worth is. it to people, and it's worth it to take those chances to and trust the inner the inner voice, inner instinct um, that it, it's okay to do that. It's I mean, yeah. Do you think we learn over time in business that the question is not how much does it cost, but how much value am I going to get out of it? How much value am I going to give? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, from a customer perspective, how yes, much value yes, am yes. I going to get out of it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so being able to offer that experience as opposed to like creating a fragrance. Well, you know, I could go to Walmart and buy some bottles and have an empty baby food jar at home, mix it all together and have a fragrance. But we're talking about an experience, (laughs) right? Someone who's an established perfumer. You've been doing this for a long time. I would imagine I've never been there. I have to come. But I would imagine you take really good care of people and make them feel very, very special. Yes. And it's... (laughs) Um, you know, it's it's a scent bar, so we have a little sign over the the door that says bar, and um, some people go, "What kind of bar do you have back here?" Um, <laughs> that would get um, some extra people in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it is. We're kind of like bartenders, um, kind of therapists. I mean, it's a very, it's almost therapy. Mm-hmm. And it, what I've realized is that it really helps people get to know who they are. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. and so it's it it's that as well. And then of course we're present, and you know, yeah. and become sort of a can be like a therapist or can talk about philosophical issues with them, you know. And so it gets kind of deep and kind of can get kind of um, intimate, mm-hmm. which is nice. It is, and it's nice that that you have it set up. It's a structure so that you can help people, but then you're also, um, you, you have a, a fee that equals the value that they're getting from yes. that. So yes. that's, that's such an important point, and I'm so glad that you made that. And so, Jennifer, as we kind of close, close things out a little bit here, where do you see Clean Spa and Mobile Mixtress going in the future? What, what's, what's the next five years going to look like for you? We're going to have to put our sunglasses on so we can, you know, take it <laughs> all in, right? You're so cute. <laughs> well, remember, I get anxiety when I try to think bigger. However, okay. I'm going to do it. Um, I'm going to take a little uncomfortable step. Um, Applause. I'm clapping. Yay. Yay. Okay. Um, so Mobile Mixtress, where we go to blending parties there there's many options for that i've thought of franchising it um so that there are people in other states that can um you know buy into the franchise of of mobile mixtress and take make do their own scent blending parties and um and so and have like a um a network of people that create fragrance for people all over the country um that's one idea for that um and then maybe there'll be more ideas at lunch i'll I'll have to let you know later right right driving Um, down the street in the car exactly um and then you know for clean spa i i like the idea of opening another blending bar um i think i've been taking the focus off the products I've shortened my fragrance, you know, list and my product offerings to really what is a true branded. Like I don't keep, you know, adding more and more and more products. It's all more focused around the perfumery and the fragrance. We've added cologne. I, you know, with Clean Spa, I see um, another blending bar somewhere. 
you know, where people can come in a different part of town so that people don't have to come to Burbank if they don't want to come do a blend. Um, and sort of having that, creating a model around that where blending bars could be added to stores that exist mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. help with the rent for mm-hmm. the, the person, you know, in the store and then yet gives us a space to have another location. Nice. So, um yeah, that's that's what I see right now. And the possibilities are endless. I mean, you could yeah. have pop-ups. You could, um, mm-hmm. was I reading the other day, I mean, this stuff probably happens all the time in Los Angeles. Um, someone who is uh, uh, the wife of a famous basketball player is having a pop-up restaurant. She's just oh, wow. popping up yeah. for, you know, a day or two. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and you have to sign up in advance. You have to pay in advance. You show up with your ticket mm-hmm. and you get a meal. I mean, how yeah. it's so wonderful that at this in in, in in entrepreneurship today is just there's just no end to the possibilities. And if you're if you're looking for the opportunities, they are there. You really just have to seize them. And you have done that. And you're such a good example of not getting yourself like all stressed out. So you're like in hives and running around like a crazy <laughs> person all the time, right. but really always looking for the next way to make it better, whether that's growing big, so to speak, or not. What's the next way to make this business work better? Mm-hmm. Because it needs to serve me. And mm-hmm. you've done that. And I think that is success. When you're Thank not you. looking for, you know, some huge thing, if that's not what is success for you, I think we all have to define that for ourselves. Don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, success, there's the, you know, seemingly successful people that have billions of dollars, and yet they're they have so much more to manage and they're, you know, who knows how happy they are, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it, it's success is to me, <laughs> for me, success is um, being able to do what I love um, and add uh, add enjoyment to my clients, mm-hmm. you know, and give, give love to my clients that, um, I I hope feel that. Oh, what a wonderful definition. Doing what you love and giving that love to your clients and your customers. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, Jennifer, (laughs) that was such an eloquent way to describe entrepreneurship on the level of people that you and I are dealing with, on on the, the makers and the small business owners who are, you know, not small by any means when it comes to that goal that is a huge goal Um, and it's so important and it's so exciting to be surrounded by you and other people like you who are doing this I mean it just lights me on fire every single day to see that I love that I love you you're fantastic I love you too Jennifer (laughs) so listen we've got clean spa with a k.com you guys head on over there and check out what Jennifer has to offer and if we're in the Los Angeles area and we want to have a party um, I want you to tell us how to get that and then your retail store I want you to share the address so those two things before we close out okay so mobile mixtress is I actually have you know information on my website about it but I mean, you can just call call the Clean Spa number and talk to us, and uh, <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll get you hooked up with a party. Okay. Um, our address in Burbank is thirty three nineteen West Magnolia Boulevard, Burbank, California nine one five zero five, and um, we're right in the little Magnolia Park District, and um, it's really fun shopping district. So. Awesome. So if you're listening on your phone and you're in the area, the the address is in the show notes. So you can just tap it and get your map to come up and head on over. What are your business hours, Jennifer? Uh, Monday through Saturday, 1030 to 630. Sunday, 11 to 6. Okay, good, good. So again, if you're, if you're hanging out in Burbank, that's, that's the place to go. It's the place to go. And you can call ahead and get information about the availability of the scent bar and everything else. Jennifer, thank you so much for inspiring us today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. And we want to report back after this investor meeting. Maybe not immediately, but later on, we want to know what happened. So will you come okay. back and tell us sometime? Absolutely. Thank you. I'd love <laughs> All right. to. Jennifer at Clean Spy, you have a great week. Okay. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Jennifer Hardaway of Clean Spa in Burbank, California. 
let's highlight some of the ideas and action steps based on our chat with Jennifer. First, Jennifer's story shows the huge benefits that come with hitting the ground running once you have a clear vision for your business. She got the idea for hers in December 2004, and by 2005, she was already proactively selling products online and in local shows and markets. She also reminds us that you want your business to grow, right? You can't do that if you're the only one doing stuff. Jennifer talked about how she started off her business doing everything, but she also shared how it's literally a life or death decision to hire people to help you grow your business. You will love how Jennifer defines this kind of success toward the end of the episode on her own terms. Second, some of the best things happen when you're at your most vulnerable. Jennifer shares that her current sales assistant wasn't even hired to do sales. And when she was hired, sales were low, morale was low, and Jennifer's personal life was at a difficult spot. This person came along without any real plan and has been one of the best things for Clean Spa. You'll love hearing how you can grow your business simply by allowing certain opportunities to come along organically without much advanced planning and seizing upon them and leveraging them quickly after you notice that they are potential opportunities for you. And thirdly, grow slow and sure. Jennifer started her business in 2005 and today she's grown it to embrace six separate income streams. These streams were not added all at once. They were added one at a time. When one was strong, she added another. When two were strong, she added a third and so forth. Today, after 12 years, it's all about adding onto the solid brand that Jennifer started building as she drove her car down the street all those years ago and got the first seed of an idea for her business. You can subscribe to Indie Business Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, and you can also listen at my website at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, please do click on the link to go over to iTunes and rate my podcast. It helps me so much to know that you appreciate the work that I do and the amazing people and stories I bring to you through this podcast. I love the maker community and I'm so excited to be a part of it along with you. We are the reason why it's growing by leaps and bounds. It's such an exciting time to be in business. I'll see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder and create the life you love. 